0: to live what's going on everybody deathmatch radio news with a special feature we're proud to bring you one of the true deathmatch icons the guy started in uh, i know i'm starting with the clowns but i'm sure he started long before that ladies and gentlemen please welcome dysfunction yes thank you so much for joining us on a saturday afternoon what you up to buddy
1: hey thanks deathmatch radio for having me i super appreciate it i am traveling to a show right now in green bay wisconsin so i just stopped and grabbed some food
2: real quick actually how are you guys doing today doing good doing good
0: i'm always i'm always doing great what show are you going to plug the show we'll get this out there as quick as we can it's a
1: little regular show, actually. It's called WPW. It's probably not worth the time on the deathmatch, but <laughs> it's more of like a family, like you know, old-time wrestling show. Um, it kind of helped book it, so I like it a lot.
2: But it's it's definitely not worth the deathmatch radio. No offense. Yeah, we've uh, we've talked about that show on Bucky's Road Stories before. Oh, Bucky okay. Goes, then yeah, I goes, forgot goes, uh, about
1: that. Bucky's he's checked out a couple of WPWs. Then yeah, it's just like a regular show. It's at like a bar. Nothing really crazy, just you know, some regular wrestling. Cool. I'm trying to stay busy in Wisconsin with a lot of
2: regular shows on top of the shit I do. Right on, right on. Gotta gotta get some good munchies for the trip.
1: Yeah, dude, I haven't eaten all fucking days, so I'll starve him.
2: No doubt, no doubt. So I happen uh, to
1: be in a car with a good friend of mine whose name is Derek St. Holmes. He's a a Midwest wrestler. I'm gonna have him say hello really quick. Hello really quick. Derek, what's your podcast called? Uh, Cigars and Conversations. So if you're ever looking for a new podcast that's about old school type shit, Cigars and Conversations would be one to check out.
2: Cool. And I'm familiar with Derek. I've seen him wrestle a bunch of times on different indie tapes oh. and stuff.
0: Awesome. So, yeah. and I'm familiar with Cigars and Conversations, but never, never together in a podcast. So,
1: Oh, awesome. Well, that's he, cool. doesn't,
0: he doesn't want his money back. <laughs> he
1: asked if he wanted your money back
2: from watching him wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't pay for it. He didn't pay for it, so we're all good. Oh shit! So we just had a big, uh, big ICW show, right?
1: Yeah, man. uh, The last show was pretty fucking awesome, actually. Uh, Pretty much a sellout crowd, packed wall to wall. Um, Great talent too, man. I felt like the whole show was just on fire. You know, no real weak spots, even from my local kind of like newish guys or you know guys who are you don't see too often. But I felt like everybody came through and fucking killed it on the show.
2: I really enjoyed it. I watched it on Smart Mark. You can get it. A smart mark already. They brushed that shit out. Um, yeah. I really I really like that Casanova-Mikey Wild match. Oh, awesome. I,
1: I like okay. Casanova-Mikey also. Uh, Casanova is obviously his first time in for me. I've met him one other time before at VOW. But he's a cool dude. He's got that Cactus Jack look going for him. Yeah. Seeing that clip of his hair in the barbed wire, that was a little rough.
2: Yeah, he's a good dude. Him and Slack have got uh, the kings of promos.
1: Yeah. the uh, best I shit out. Well, last episode, you said I had slack in April. I actually have slack in June. um Dude, my bad. Summer, summer Slaughter Two. Uh, I'm trying to do some different stuff with shows. Where we're kind of doing them like movies or like series type things. So Summer Slaughter Two is the the sequel for this summer. So slack. slack's coming in for that one. Um, Dano really cares nice. also. But uh, I have two open spots that I haven't decided on yet. So. If anybody has any suggestions from people on the East Coast, so uh, they want me to take a look into? Um, I was thinking maybe Mitch Vallon, I know he's a new guy, somebody different. Uh, so
2: check out Cash Borden, up. man. He does some good work. I've, used him, before. I've that? used him. What's I've Have used gone. Cash before. All right.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm looking for dudes like when I bring in those carloads. I need guys from like the East Coast. So I'm bringing in gotcha. guys up from Jersey or Philly. He lives, I think, in like super Southern Indiana. Yeah,
0: Kentucky. yeah. Mitch is. Yeah, he does. He's an Indian. Mitch Valen
2: is definitely cool. Just,
1: yeah, I like, uh, I like newer guys, so you know, I'm always down to help out some newer guys. So I haven't like, decided yet, but definitely Schlack, definitely Dan O'Hare will be back. Yeah. At, um, Schlack versus Orin Bate is the match I have signed for that that's
0: one. That's going to be awesome. Oh, that's, I, you fun. just made my skin tingle. That's, uh, that's going to be violent.
1: I feel like Schlack really fit in with my company. You know, He really fit in in ICW well. Fans really liked him. You know, he's just a, he's a monster
2: of a man. So. No, he's, he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely got that look. I'm excited about the tournament you got coming up with the young guys.
1: Yeah, I really dude, just... I think it's actually going to go really well also. I know you're very high on Eddie only. Um, Eddie yeah. only, a Marcus Crane referral. He insisted that I use him in the future. So I booked Eddie only at Marcus Crane's request
2: nice. yeah, Eddie, Eddie, I think is going to be a guy who's going to, if he gets the right exposure is going to be breaking out like Oren did. I really yeah. liked uh, what Eddie did with Eric Ryan and H2O. I really liked the shit he did at the IWA tournament uh, last year. Mm-hmm. where he made it to the finals. I I think he's another mm-hmm. guy, you know, along the lines of Oren, and you know, yeah, I think break he'll, out.
1: he'll definitely have a good showing. That's for sure. Um, like that tournament does, like you have four first round matches with the eight dudes, and then yep. the four winners go into like a four way, so it's not like a super drawn out long term. Yeah, race,
2: it's, cool it's, it's cool though. It's cool to see gimmicks. the. G- it's cool to see the guys that don't do the death much stuff a lot, because sometimes there's really a uh, you know breakout guys that do it in these shows, and it really starts them out, you know, kind of pumps them up. Like Oren, you hadn't really seen Orin much before that breakout IWA show, so definitely.
1: A lot of guys around this area know that for ICW, if you're looking for a main spot, one of the best ways to do it is to do some death matches for me. Um, you know, especially if you're just kind of a regular ass dude who doesn't have much going and and like. Case of like a uh, character or a persona. So a lot of the dudes who are doing it are kind of newish guys, you know, like lower mid card guys, so to speak, on my sh- shows. So everybody yep. who's doing it is hungry, is looking to advance and become awesome. a bigger part
2: of it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is Smart Mark shooting that show too? Uh, I gotta wait and see if Robles can do it. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I really hope so because right.
1: you know, I don't really like it. we have to do it ourselves. Like the quality is just obviously nowhere near as good as Smart Mark, but. I know they're definitely doing the Insane Eight. Awesome. I just, it all depends on when Mike Robos is available and has his free time to
2: come up. Sure. Yeah, you got a fucking stacked Insane Eight this year, too. I
1: That's feel like I mean. it's probably one of the best eight man tournaments announced, like maybe ever, or definitely in a top five ever. Oh, for like, sure. Like there's, there's no weak points. There's no, I, I like the tagline all, all killers, no fillers. Like yep. there's no scrubs, there's no nope. shit bags in there.
2: No, you don't. You don't. <laughs>
0: like uh, no Spider is booked in that there's, card for sure. There's no
2: Peter B. Beautifuls.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no Peter B. Allowed. This is the No Peter B's Club. That the front seat laughs in unison. <laughs> Peter B. Doesn't exactly have the, the greatest reputation in Milwaukee wrestling over the last twenty years,
2: but yeah, I don't, I don't think he has like, a great reputation anywhere he goes. But uh, no,
1: but what are you gonna do? He's a pay to play guy. I'm pretty
2: sure. Yeah. He pays
1: a few of the wrestlers. Yeah, but like uh, in real life, I like Pete. He's a nice guy. Like Pete Sisko's cool, but like Peter B. beautiful was a super fucking mark, and I'm pretty sure he pays the wrestle guys. So that's it's always weird. It's like prostitution. <laughs> he's, you can't yeah, get he's, it. Yeah. you fucking go down the corner in a fucking Asian massage parlor. <laughs> uh,
0: oh shit, that's funny. Hey, of a prostitution's different. a victimless crime. There's there's no victims in it. In a
1: rubber. Well, yeah, like that's like for me, like you know, like you can't pick a winner, like you know, when like the first matches all come out, like Dan O'Hare versus Nick Gage is a first round match. That's something i wanted to do for a minute. I like the whole cop caller versus fucking shot yeah. caller. Yeah.
2: <laughs> for sure.
1: Then when everything else comes out, like I just feel like the whole lineup, nobody can just pick like, hey, this guy's definitely going over or hey, he's wrestling some fucking scrub that's a local from Milwaukee, so this guy's definitely going over. I feel no, like everybody no. has yeah, equal you... value in who they are and what they bring to the table, so you can't just pick, oh, this guy's definitely going to win. I feel like it's eight of the best dudes in America right
2: now. So. Absolutely. Jimmy Lloyd won TOD last year. Cologne, yeah. who's had these crazy matches with Japanese guys. Tremont's a fucking legend. Marcus and Slack, you can't go wrong. Yeah
1: yeah like I'm super pumped about it like a lot of the like stuff I did last year I was able to become friends and better like acquaintances with people that I obviously didn't know as well as I did from you know back in the day you know like back when I was doing death matches a lot like Danny havoc sure. people, guys like that were like really good friends of mine absolutely. Of friends with a new wave of guys because i didn't really know them from taking a break but it's been cool to get to know guys like g raver and schlack and some of the new age guys
2: absolutely Uh, part
1: of doing those shows was able to get out and you know become better friends with these guys so i can make icw a better Deathmatch promotion
2: absolutely you've got a busy weekend next weekend you're uh going to be in the h2o tournament and you're going to be in a gcw show
1: yeah, I'm super pumped that I'm kinda old and I still can get books for like really cool promotions. Um uh, I'm getting up there and I'm not like <laughs> you know, as good as I obviously used to be and do as much cool shit, but uh it's still like a super honor to be able to go out there and do G C W in like Philadelphia. That's like
2: Oh absolutely. You're still like, putting you're still putting on good quality matches too.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I don't feel like I suck, but you know, like you just get older and <laughs> Guys who are younger who do way crazier shit. So just still happy to be there. Happy to be on
0: the team. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> what year did you do your first death matches? What year was that?
1: Uh, the first one I ever had, I believe, was in 2001. I was a replacement against Corporal Robinson for Harley Lewis. He was wrestling as Leatherface and they didn't want him to work twice, but booked him twice. So I ended up taking that spot. So 18 years ago, somewhere around there. Yeah. MAW, right? Backyarder, though. So like. I backyard wrestled from when I was like 14 to 17, so I did stupid death matches then. Uh, one of my <laughs> Most of the guys knew me as a backyard wrestler, so it wasn't like weird stigma for me coming in, so it was pretty cool.
2: That was for MAW probably, right, for Carmine? Yeah, MAW was the place
1: that technically birthed me as a wrestler. Yeah. Um, I've technically been wrestling since I've been 14, so I'm going to be 36 this June, and I haven't taken any breaks or anything like that, so right. it's been a long time.
2: Yeah, I got Carmine coming on in a few weeks. We're going to be talking some old MAW shit.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Carmine's a good dude. He's still a good friend. He's the guy I, like, broke in with, came up with. Everybody yeah, in the car knows him. He's just uh, one of them dudes that's been around forever.
2: Good friend. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely, Definitely you... name drop me. He'll definitely go, ah, 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 I know that kid, or something in that nature. Oh, oh yeah, M-A-W was,
2: <laughs> MAW was promoting way back when they were using AWA guys.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Fucking was Jake the Milkman yes, Millman, yeah <laughs> sure and, yeah you definitely got a good tournament you it's definitely not a piece of shit carnage cup oh yeah
1: um, no we really I'm really trying to do good shit this year like I just feel like that field is probably the best one I could have put together like I tried getting Ricky Shane Page for it he was somebody I wanted to have in it but it just didn't really work out but all he's right. somebody I they would like to book in the future um, like I, I'm trying to get G-Raver I think for June also I just gotta wait and see so probably. I got a lot of good stuff in so pretty yeah, happy absolutely.
2: about the I see up Yo, Plus, my,
1: so, my my venue is like the coolest venue of all time when it comes to dealing like with us you know as long as we clean everything, like they know what we do, they know we break glass. You know, it's not a big surprise or a big shock. So, having a good venue is like a key to having a successful deathmatch promotion in my eyes. Yes, you see, that's... like, deep south, they can't fucking find a building to save their life. Right. But you know, they didn't take care of their shit. You know, they left shitty fucking venues. Like,
2: they, could, you know, they, they couldn't even a book a field, they lost their field. It's
1: Venues to take care of everything You know, you don't just right. leave it like shit You know, that's how you fucking ruin stuff for everybody
2: Absolutely, they lost a the field With a taco stand They couldn't yeah. even fucking hold that
1: That's alright, our tacos right. probably kill their tacos uh, The, the <laughs> World famous La Pica Lounge The tacos on the big show days are pretty fucking good, man
2: <laughs> Yeah, we've, re- we've uh, Previewed the lounge a couple times on Bucky's winter shows So we've yeah. done a breakdown of the place It's definitely cool yeah.
1: We do tacos on the big show days. We don't do it for every show. Like, we have four big shows a year, and we feel like the tacos is like the icing on the cake, you know?
2: Nice. (laughs) Nice. Try to be different. Yeah, your last show was, uh, like I said, was really, really good. Look forward to, like, the tournament. Obviously, the summer show, sound like it's going to be a big... What do you got coming up besides uh, GCW and H2O?
1: Uh, For me, I don't have a ton of shit booked, actually. I just have my stuff, like... Um, as I'm just getting older, I'm not wrestling as much as i like, just just kind of taking a few steps back. Like, WPW, I'm, like, the one of the bookers there. I book my shows, so those two keep me pretty busy. Like, that WPW fed has, like, 28 shows this year. So, that's, oh, wow. like, you know, that's like, a fucking contract wrestler to an extent. So, <laughs> right. on top of the whole, all the other stuff I do, like, I'm still pretty busy. It's just a lot of the stuff I do isn't known, like, it's all, like, Wisconsin Indies. So, But I enjoy that because I don't have to travel for
2: yeah, there's a lot of uh, little indies in Wisconsin.
1: Oh, tons, man! You have no fucking
0: ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lot- you of- make your way to my neck of the woods, some I think, don't you? I'm in, in Northwest Indiana, like the Black Label Pro yeah. kind of area. I think I've seen. I've, I've done
1: Pow a bunch. I'll
0: be back there for Pow in April and then on. But um, because I took this job
1: as the booker, Pow and WPW have the same fucking days, so you know, yeah. I couldn't make as Pow shows as I wanted to, so I ended up having a match there or. I lost to Vic Capri. That was a fucking pretty cool match. You can see that for free if you're a Facebook friend of mine. That was kind of a hardcore match with barbed wire bat, some tacks. Uh, first time I've ever used a shopping cart. That was pretty interesting. But that was a cool yeah. fucking match. That Vic shopping cart,
0: those shopping cart bumps always look so freaking sketchy. Hey, I wanted
1: yeah, I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, I always I'm like...
0: It. I
1: never, never did that before, but it, it went all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've... I've done the shopping cart in the parking lot you know, at, at 2 o'clock in the morning with your buddies, and I know how bad that hurts. I can't imagine those, those bumps. But I was like pulling back the curtain a little bit and kind of helping the fans kind of, you know, we, we don't know anything that goes on behind that curtain. With, with looking at a big tournament with these big eight names coming in, um, what's the biggest uh, hurdle you have to jump over? You obviously said, you know, I think a lot of guys have that biggest hurdle is the venue. Finding a venue that they work with, you obviously have a great one. So what what are your kind of uh, uh, stepping points or or tripping points, I guess?
1: Uh, I I honestly haven't had any. Like, I'm super lucky. Just like where I run, it's not like, it's not the worst part of town, but it's not the greatest part of town. It's not like a fancy suburb or anything. So they don't give a shit. Like, you know, last year we had a flatbed, you know, like um, that they hauled a ring on. That was full of weapons, like a casket, tons of light tubes, just tons of shit. Not one person stopped and said, hey, what's going on? Or. Nobody checks in. Like, we're just in this perfect place where nobody fucking bothers us. So, realistically, the last few years, the only hurdles I have is, like, people being booked on the same days that I want to use or something like that. So, I'm, like, super lucky. Like, I know some people, it's very hard to secure venues. But, like I said, like, good karma for us in the past. Like, we always take care of our venues. This venue, especially, we super take care of. So, I don't really have to. Well, shout
0: them out real quick. And, you know, I'm sure that we got lots of people that they – it's a place you can oh, go and drink and stuff a, on a, a La, Saturday La night, Lounge? too, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I like when people call it the world famous La Pica Lounge because it just sounds silly, but it's so funny. But yeah, like, you know, like a bunch of wrestling fans now know of this little corner bar in Milwaukee that nobody would have ever known before, but they took a chance on wrestling. And the first show they ever had there was a real shit show that drew like three people. So when I came, <laughs> <to this> guy, <laughs> you know, there was only like nothing but room for improvement, you know? So. I was able right. to get to work it out, you know. We stayed like 50, 60 and start growing and growing. And I think we've been there for three or four years now. You no, know how long we've been there, Mark? Three years. Three years. About three years, something like that. But been a great three years. It's a great. You crowd. talking
0: about the show with, with three people? I used to do um, uh, in the Fort Wayne area. I helped out at a, a couple of bars, and we had Dick the Bruiser Jr. came in and promoted a show that sold Let's zero tickets.
1: On that shit. What's up? <laughs> Kamala Jr Jr or whatever
0: oh, yeah, he brought in a bunch of uh, even colder Mike Austin was on it, and I forget who else, uh, yeah. but those are quality guys. <laughs> yeah, they literally sold zero tickets. We had security I and then the his ring, ring announcer didn't show up, so I ring announced for no one
1: yeah that's shit's crazy man like this fed that tried to do it before us had an oversized ring that barely fit like when you run the venue i do it's very small so you need a smaller set ring you can't just have any ring in there so you know there's no room for seats like there was one side of tickets from the pictures i seen. and like i said three people total so when I was able to talk to the venue and you know, I could promise some things that were very reasonable, that would be <laughs> a giant upgrade. Even promising him 40 people is an upgrade from fucking three paid. So, yeah. you know, for them, yeah. they, they do really good business on a Sunday. Like they sell a lot of booze there on a Sunday, which, you know, for them is a day that they used to not have open or they wouldn't open till six. So it's all, right. it's all money earned for them, you know, to take a chance on it. So it's been benef- beneficial on both parts.
0: Well, let me ask you this with, with eight, hitters coming in like we said no uh eight sharks no no fish you yeah. run into ego issues or is everybody willing to kind of do jobs and put guys uh, over or, yeah, or how I do you is, how do you massage that
1: they're just awesome so anybody that i have booked is one of those people that you would never have an issue with like that nobody's got like an ego or like a head case so like i said i know everybody i have booked really well too i've used them or you know have worked them or been friends with them so Definitely no issues at all. Um, I don't think you really run into that too much with, like, most Deathmatch guys. None of them really have egos. Like Matt Ramon, he's one of the most giving dudes around, you know. He he insisted on, you know, Oren going over, you know, stuff like that. Um, Some people are just very giving in wrestling, and all the dudes I have booked are super giving, so no issues there either.
2: Yeah, Matt's a great guy. Great promoter, too.
1: Um, One of the things, too, I feel like uh, with me is, like, since I, I have a worker myself and I've done all the matches, like, it's different. Like, there's a certain respect level that, like, a Kevin Brandon could never fucking occur. Like, he'll just never have it because he's just some dude who looks like the kid from Problem Child, you know. Like, I've <laughs> been there, done that. You know, I'm the dude. You know, I've done death matches forever. So there's a certain respect between me and the boys, a certain respect somebody who has never done it can't really get, you know
0: what I'm saying? 100 percent, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be promoting shows for the uh, Alabama Chat through of Klu Clan soon. So he'll have yeah, a new that, arena. This
1: is a weird motherfucker. Um, you know, I worked for them when Mike Burns did some booking. So yep. I did a couple. I worked like Freak Show. Um, I think maybe that was the only one. I think I did. Free, I don't remember. But I think I did one tournament and I got flown and paid. I had no issues like that. But I started shit talking him severely when that whole box cutting incident happened. Just because yeah. because that felt super fucking unsafe. That blood was way too fucking dark. Um, yeah. I don't like, like, super unsafe shit like that. You know, stabbing yep. somebody with a box cutter, it's not cool, man. Yeah. Um, you know, Peter B tried to do syringes on my show. I'm not the biggest fan of syringes either, you know. I mean, maybe uh, somebody special or somebody big. But, you know, like, a scrub like Peter B, I don't need him getting syringes shoved through his fucking mouth and grossing somebody out so they don't come back. You know, I like to save shit for, like, the end or the bigger match, you know. I don't want to just waste it all right
0: away. Yeah, the box cutter you have to was blow your load in the first first match exactly. of the night.
1: Either. I like a decent build, you know. Like sometimes, motherfuckers just do too much too fast.
2: Yeah, the box cutter was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that shit, I'm not on board. Not on board at all. Um, and, and some no of this shit,
2: those two, like, but I don't see them. They can have a whole match and not one wrestling move. You know, I watch you guys and you wrestle. It's still called deathmatch wrestling. It's not called yeah, let's yeah. fucking stab each other.
1: It still has to be creative and exciting and cool. Like, you can't just. I'm not a big fan of the smash and grab guys, you know, nope. like fat dudes who can't do anything and they just bleed and hit each other with shit. Not yep. the biggest fan of that. Not really trying to come down on anybody, but just not a fan. You know, I like yeah. the current crop of deathmatch dudes. You know, the current oh, yeah. crop is in fire. You know, these guys yeah. are killing.
2: Fire. Yeah. It's like watching an All Japan match with light tubes and barbed wire.
1: Uh, myself, Drake Younger, and some dudes from that same era—those hybrid wrestlers—like we were the first ones that kind of do that hybrid style. Danny where, Havoc, yeah. Yeah, Danny Havoc. I, I don't want to forget anybody like that, but you know, like there was that grouping of guys in that early two thousands that were really, really good fucking wrestlers and can yeah. do that, but could still also shredded in the deathmatch field. Oh, yeah. Drake, so Drake I feel Younger, like. You, yeah, Drake, I love Drake. Casey Drake, oh, hey, man, I love you, brother. <laughs> He's one of my. <laughs> <options>. <laughs> Yeah, he's been one of my favorites. Like I knew him since he fucking broke in. Um, I still see him when he comes up through Next in Milwaukee. You know, he definitely hooks it up, and I go see him and visit. So he's he's always been a great dude to me. He's uh, deserved everything he's ever gotten. Great guy. But guys like that, man, we were like the innovators of that shit. And it's good to see guys nowadays still killing that style and, and keeping it going, you know?
2: Well, absolutely. The style is just like I said. It's like watching a classic Big Japan match. With some like yeah. tubes and barbed wire, it's that yeah, good yeah. quality.
1: Absolutely, I'm all about good quality. I don't like shit matches, man.
2: You got guys like Raver who are doing all these lucha moves, and Eric Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I like. Like I said, the the new guys are fucking
1: awesome.
0: Yep. You know, these guys coming out of Ohio are some pretty amazing technical wrestlers. You've got Oren's guys coming Eric from like Minnesota. Have,
1: yeah, Ohio's got a lot of good talents. Uh, from being in JCW, the the OVE guys, I got the like, do a lot of stuff with them and travel and hang with yeah. them a lot in our past, you know, with the JCW shit, so it's good times.
2: Eventually. Any, any chance of you bringing a Pondo up that way someday? I've used him before, but I'm kind of focusing on that new age group sure. of guys. Sure. You know, I mean, like, the thing I did
1: with Necro, Necro's been, like, a great friend of mine, and anytime I can use him, I'd love to use him just to have him around because I like right, to hang. Right. So you know he's obviously not going to wrestle, but I like to have him. Um, just some of the other guys, like I'm not super interested in using, like you know, Corp. I'm not super interested in having around. Like it's nothing against them. It's just I'm super into the younger guys and pushing that younger generation and building them up. You
2: know. Sure. Absolutely.
1: And more and, exciting. It, myself, like I don't really wrestle on my shows that much. You know, I do a little bit of stuff here and there. I'm not in the Insane Eight this year. You know, I don't plan to be again. I always plan to feature new guys. and better
0: talents well that's awesome you know too many guys uh you know you look at a you look at a card and you're like oh that must be the promoter because he's putting himself over in the finals and he's the fifth best wrestler on the card or sixth best wrestler on the sure. card not that if you wouldn't be in that place i think you can hang with most of these young kids pretty well and um
1: yeah it's just cool I,
0: to I, see that you know you don't buy your own height you're not uh you're not so far into your own gimmick that you can't uh right. you can't put somebody over a-
1: Egomaniac who needs to like jerk myself off. You know, I'm all about putting over the other talents. I'm all about my talent getting better, all about them gaining a bigger fucking fan, you know, gaining bigger followings from fans. You know, I don't give a shit about me. I always call myself the Tommy jimmer in my promotion because I just show up and <laughs> do a little bit of stuff and people pop for me and I put people over. You know, I'm not there to like win matches in my promotion. That's like the last thing I want.
0: Well, you know, it's like I always said if you look at the most famous promotion from the Northwest or the Northern area, which is the AWA, the thing yeah. that killed the AWA is Vern Ganya went over every fucking time he walked out of the tunnel.
2: Vern was yeah.
0: 86 years old, still going over. That didn't do anything to build any of the young boys. Well, who'd he build up? Greg? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, hey, Eric, I
1: mean, do you feel that the Ganyas were very selfish and never put over new guys? Yeah,
0: yeah, they controlled because they wanted to keep it in the family. They didn't want to give up any of that control to anybody else. So they wouldn't steal the territory.
1: Was that like the downfall, pretty much of them? You think that they didn't? Absolutely, stayed with a pat hand too long. There you go. You heard well, it yeah. from a
0: wrestling historian himself. <laughs> right. I mean, you can you can trace it back to any time. tried to pop a house, he would put the belt back on himself, or him and yeah. Gene would go out there and run a match. That's not yeah. when you have Ma- Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty in the promotion in the eighties. And you're putting the belt on Vern Gagne, there's an issue.
2: Well, um, not even that. I, I, it's, it's 1983, you've got Hulk Hogan, who's about to become the biggest star in the fucking world, and you keep the belt on Nick Bockwinkle. And Hogan gets dad, <laughs> goes to New York and makes a gazillion fucking dollars.
0: There's yeah. T-shirt money and in that, if you listen to Hogan. But yeah. Hold on
1: What's, one second, you would like to add
0: another factoid in here. <laughs> uh, in 83, Gagne tried to marry his daughter off to Hogan to try and consolidate that power, but Hogan didn't want any part of it. Ah, correct. But living legend Larry Zabisco did marry her, and we do know who Larry is. Zbisco
1: married her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he says, yeah. I don't know
2: this. I'm not big on AWA history. Well, Ganya, has, a, and the thing that Zbisco. broke with Hogan was
0: Ganya didn't want to let him do Rocky.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. Um, I, I've been I mean, in This
0: is mostly t shirt money. AWA wasn't Vern, wanting, <laughs> Vern was wanting Japanese money and t shirt money?
2: That was part oh. of it, too. Nice.
0: There's lots of stories. They're all true. Yeah. Derek says there's lots of stories and they're probably all true. (laughs) The biggest thing is Greg's a snake and Burns a snake. But yeah. Okay. What I was saying with that was, is those are guys that were buying their own hype and killed their own promotion, you know? Um, And it's great to see that you, uh, you know, Danny over in, in GCW and you guys aren't buying your own hype. You're not putting yourself over. You don't have to be the headliner on every card. It's refreshing
1: yeah. to see that. Plus, you know, I, like I said, I just you know, I want other people to excel. You know, there's times if I have a strict budget where I'm the cheapest deathmatch guy I know, and I'll throw myself on there, you know, just to save a little point. <laughs> but right. otherwise, I'm not all about it. So.
2: Sure. Absolutely. You know, and it's nice that you're bringing in different talent all the time, too. People in Milwaukee don't get to see Slack or yeah. uh, Matt Tremont or, you know, a lot of these guys, Dan O'Hare, Jimmy Lloyd. Dale panthers the guys you're bringing in, they're not normal Milwaukee guys or Chicago guys.
1: No, definitely not. Um, like the only times people can see them is with GCW, uh, unless I use them. So it makes them ex- like exclusive, kind of special. So it's not sure. the same old boots that you see every other promotion in Milwaukee now. We try to, you know, expand and bring in some good talent. Yeah, working
2: out. G- Absolutely. <laughs> hopefully, GCW does a Milwaukee show against them. Bay- that fucking show was amazing.
1: Yeah, just like the venue is so small for them, you know, like yeah. they're doing pretty big venues now, and you know, like yeah, limiting themselves like one thirty. I mean, I think if they did a maybe a higher ticket price, they made it yeah. more of an exclusive show. Well, because they're doing uh, that. The
2: I show you're going to. The show you're going to in Philly is in a tiny
0: punk rock bar.
1: Oh, okay, that's why it sold out so fast. Yeah, it's like three hundred seats.
0: Oh, okay. It's gonna hold three hundred for us. Yeah, like
1: I, you know, I've tried to think of the different venues in milwaukee that they could possibly run but it's hard with like the deathmatch stuff and it's not sure. the easiest to sell people on so that's why they probably haven't really done you know they have that bigger building in chicago that's not that far away so for right. them yeah we've talked about it but it just it's putting it together and making it happen
2: right well it looks like they're starting to run more shows now so that's cool and now they're breaking out in la and you know they're, yeah. they're doing philly With you guys, yeah, I like I
1: love GCW. I get along really well with Brett and um and Danny. Like I love working with them. I love doing anything I can with them. That's one of those promotions I'm super proud to be any type of associated with. Like I said, I'm just happy to be on the team there. So
2: for sure, bunch of good guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely great promotion. Just you know, I feel like ICW and GCW are very similar. Like to where they obviously have bigger names, different stuff like that. But I feel like kind of the way the show's come off where it's death matchy, but there's still good wrestling you know, characters. I feel like we're like their little brother type show,
0: you know? Well, yeah. I was going to use the exact, exact same thing. I feel like in the next year or so, GCW is going to hit heights that even CZW couldn't touch in 2009 or 2008. Yeah. Um, yeah and they're going to need a place for, uh, um, Guys to get extra work, or you know, kind of build guys. And I think, I think you guys in Milwaukee are going to be that perfect place. You're far enough away that you're not going to oversaturate. You're close to Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, and yeah, selfishly, yeah. as a guy <laughs> I love working with them like I'm a game,
1: game for anything like that. So I, I love working with them. I'm down to work with anybody. You know, we did that show with Ian. You know, I'd work with anybody who wants to do something. I would be down sure. to do like, um, not like a, a points or whatever, but maybe like an ICW versus H two O show sometime. Or oh, that'd be cool. It's their guys, and they wrestle six bar guys and singles. I don't like the points or somebody wins like that. I would just like it to be like an exhibition of this company versus that company without there having to be a point standing or somebody you who wins the fucking event. I think you don't
2: want stupid. to do the AWA tag team series from
1: 1989? Nah, man.
2: Colonel <laughs> 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 <General> Devere's <to>. <laughs> team versus Sergeant Slaughter's team versus Aaron Von Rosky's
0: team? This is St. This is Holmes again. I'll be glad to come on your level podcast to talk about history with you. I don't know if it's suitable for deathmatch, but I'd love to go through this with you. I've got a bunch <laughs> of
2: podcasts and they're not all deathmatches, so oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, send me a message oh, on a, Facebook and uh, I do one that's just based on old territories. I'd love to he does
1: an old territory one.
0: There you go. I'll connect you guys and I'll hook you guys up through Facebook and yeah, nice sure. Talk about I could talk for probably 6 months straight on the old territory stuff. So oh, yeah, I'm a big
2: territory. Problem.
1: Derek too Derek's very big into the old school shit my favorite star was the Road Warriors wrestling uh, who are the tag champs uh, what What are you guys doing whatever we want oh, that's, the, that's the <laughs> yeah, it it's a great story I love it we're changing, <laughs> changing the finish whatever we want yeah. nobody's going to tell us anything. we
0: like,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking road warriors. They're beasts.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I know I know your time is short, so uh, plug any dates you got coming up. Your show's coming up for us real quick. Uh,
1: March 31st, Hardcore Deathmatch Challenge. What? April 28th, the Not-So-420 Classic. May 19th, the Milwaukee's Best Wrestling Tournament. Uh, June 9th, uh, Summer Slaughter 2 with Schlack and Oren. And then July we have a show, and then August is the Insane Eight. Um, we can't put out new dates until the Packers release their their schedule cuz we run on Sundays. Right. So, right. right. We can't put to the Packers so we can solidify the rest of our year's dates. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go against the Pack. And then and then the uh, website
0: um, and social media stuff,
1: just uh, facebook.com ICWMilwaukee, um, smartmarkvideo.com ICW Milwaukee. I think we have a Twitter but I don't fucking use it. Um, most of your information is going to come from the Facebook page. That's where I post everything. So in, but to to something, it. Facebook page is the best place to message. You message me directly. I handle it all. So if you ever need hey, you, anything, that's the best place.
2: You do. You do have a Twitter because somebody tagged me and I had like 37 messages about the ICW show. Oh, so, okay. Yes. And some, I know somebody active,
1: talked about taking over, but I wasn't yes. sure if they were serious. Somebody's,
2: somebody's very active because I've got, and listen, I'm like, when I had 37 messages today, it was all ICW. Yeah, oh, no, I'm looking at it right now. It's definitely active.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. I wasn't aware. <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody was going to take it. I didn't know if they were serious about it.
0: Sure. Real quick, guys, too. Milwaukee, I know if you're, if you're not from where, where we kind of live. I live in the Chicago metropolitan area as well. Milwaukee seems like it's far away. If you fly into O'Hare, especially, um, which you can fly to from the East Coast or you know anywhere cheap, the Milwaukee's like 45 minutes. It's not far at all, and it's well yeah. worth the trip that show in August, you've got eight of the best death match guys in the world. Uh, I would put that card... I know Dis said probably top five. I think it's maybe top three of an eight-man tournament, especially in North America. Uh, some of those Japanese tournaments are pretty nuts that they put together, but uh, for eight guys, I think you're going to struggle in the next five years to see another card this good. Get a hold yeah. of them. They spend you quick. Like you said, so, 130 seats. The to go.
1: The reason I advertised it as soon as I did in November and have been... Naming guys is so people can make their plans. You know, if people want to travel you know, I wanted to put it out there so it's not like a surprise in July. Oh, hey, August, we're doing this. You know, I did the the rollout of announcing all the guys over a certain time period. Now from uh, from here on now till April, I'll start announcing a you know, match stipulations and matches. So I'm probably going to have almost everything announced by the on sale date. So that was one of my goals, too, is to have all the information out there. I don't like when people half-ass the information. You know, I'm very big on telling everybody what they're getting or what they're going to see. So, um, hey, man, I just – I like to have everybody be informed, like you said. Uh, O'Hare is very close. You know, hotels in Milwaukee are cheap, especially on a Sunday night. Um, if And Airbnbs get-
0: are cheap, too. I stayed in a castle in Airbnb last year, and I think oh. it was, like, oh, 150 bucks. Uh, we go yeah, up yeah, there and watch the group. It's brewer- cheaper to go there to watch than to Wrigley.
1: Miller Park is like 10 minutes away from our venue so if somebody was trying to like check out a game you know the day before or the day after you know there's a lot of shit going on in Milwaukee in the summertime so it's, a, it's
0: Milwaukee's a year. really cool city guys Chicago's all uh, uh, you know an awesome summer city but Milwaukee is like Chicago light. Um, yeah it's underrated if you're disappointed country. in Milwaukee on, a, on an August afternoon if you want to fly in you know you and the wife want to fly in on a Saturday Make a day out of it. She, you go and watch a bunch of guys bleed, make each other bleed all day Sunday. And then Monday, you hit a Brewers game and fly home Tuesday. You've you're had an awesome long uh, like extended weekend there.
1: Yeah, it's a cool place. Like, there's a bunch of malls right over in the area where we wrestle. Like, yeah. um, the area that we work or the, where the venue is, everything's like 10 or 15 minutes away. Nothing's super far. So like, we're right in the center. Like, the airport is only 10 minutes from the venue. So everything's pretty fucking close. Sure. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um when they go on sale April twentieth at about five o'clock is when I'm gonna start taking orders. I've already turned down about thirty orders for Insane 8 ringside tickets so far. Um just because I wanna make it fair and I wanna do it like legit with an on sale date and give everybody the same chance. So like I've turned down a lot of ticket orders already.
0: But
2: it's an easy like- date to remember
0: too, four twenty. So yeah, easy very easy. Weed yeah. yeah. man might have picked that date inauspiciously, yeah. you know.
1: You might Bizarre. have tried to try to like um, space stuff out, you know, like between shows and where people have money just try to keep it, you know. Keep it spaced out.
2: Absolutely. Sure. Well, you're doing a great job, but you really uh, you know, bringing a lot of attention to uh, ICW, you know, we cover your shows all the time on the Deathmatch yeah. Me and Steven and now Max. Uh, I watched your last show, I really enjoy uh, what you guys are doing. I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate it. I think our shows are pretty cheap on Smart Mart, too. I don't think they're super expensive. I no, think the last one prices. was $10 for the download. I'm sure the DVD or the Blu-ray is probably a little more. But oh, yeah, the like... two
2: shows before that you had for five ninety nine a piece. Yeah, that's because we film them
1: in-house. So I feel like yeah. uh, when we film them in-house, they're not as good as they should be. It's still so, a hell of a
2: deal. i got both yeah. of them.
1: I just so. want people to see our stuff. So, you know, if it's in-house and we do it on our own camera, I just Absolutely. want to... No, I just want it to be decent, and I want people to be able to see it. Like, one of the dudes who I used to do stuff with, like, dicked me out of footage from last year to where I couldn't get it, and then now it's all lost. And right. So I have all this footage from last year that hasn't come out yet that I lost a bunch of money on, especially, like, the Necro Butcher, um, the uh, Violence is the Answer show. I feel right. like that show works very, very well and super fucked on that. So hopefully That'd it'll come out this year sometime if I can get the footage found. That'd
2: be awesome. Definitely. Yeah, sure would. Sure the fuck oh, oh. would be. Okay, <laughs> this is the very last AWA trivia for everybody in the car and for Max. <laughs> Who defeated the Road Warriors after 404 days for the AWA World Tag Team title? Was that the High Flyers? No. Who
1: defeated the War Warriors for the title? Road Warriors.
2: Who beat the oh. Road Warriors for the AWA Tag Title?
0: Jimmy Garvin. Jimmy Garvin.
2: Steve Regal. Jimmy Garvin and got Steve it. G- Gorgeous Jimmy and Mr. Le- Mr. Electricity. Steve yep, Regal. Beat the road warriors. <laughs> yep, der- shit, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, For sure. I'm going to get to the show and I'm going to eat my fucking Thank you now, so much. So, yeah, Take no care. problem, man. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, bro.
0: Mike, hang on. Okay. All right. Thanks, you dudes. Wanna, I appreciate it. Take care, man. Yep. All right, man. You too. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's okay. All right, Mike. Was just... Okay, he's off. Um, um, you want me to record an outro? You'll have to edit it, obviously, because we're talking right now. It's okay. You want or to do an outro, you it. said? You want me to, or you just want to end it? Matt, I think we should probably record an outro just so it's clean. Yeah, hey, go for it. I'm ready to edit. We're raw. We're, uh, go ahead. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to Diss and his buddy. I, for, the name has spaced me. Uh and, St. Holmes, independent wrestler. All right. Big thank you to them. You know, 40 minutes of their time. Diss wanted 20, but we're pretty good at uh, dragging things out. Big thank you. Check out their stuff, guys. They've got some amazing stuff working that you wouldn't you, – you know, they're probably on the smaller side of the indies, but uh, they put on a show as big as anything. So hook them up. Find them on Smart Mark. You know. Uh, and all that stuff. Don't don't go pirate their stuff. You know, uh, helps put some money in this pocket. Absolutely. Uh, for well, Max and Mike. Thank you guys so much for listening. Mike, do you have anything?
2: Uh, I'm just gonna say that the last show they had four great death matches. They're a real cool company. Uh, check them out. The end. Alright. And we're done. All right, I gotta go be a dad for a while.